Hey everybody, this is Daryl with AfterBuzz TV. I was recently looking to buy a car and thought to myself, there has to be a better way. It's such a stressful process. That's when my friend told me about a new way to buy a car. It's called TrueCar.com. At TrueCar.com, you can actually see what others pay for the car you're looking for in your area so you know when you're getting a great price. Because at TrueCar.com, you get a savings certificate, and you just take that savings certificate to a TrueCar.com certified dealer so you don't need to worry about the hassle and anxiety of the old way to buy a car. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,000 off the MSRP. So seriously, if you're ready to buy a car, why wouldn't you go to TrueCar.com? Negotiation-free guaranteed savings, a hassle-free experience, and a true car certified dealer that is committed to a new and better way to buy a car. Come on, save time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is After Buzz TV Scandal After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV Scandal After Show. <laughs> Golly silly. What's up, guys? Welcome to the After Buzz TV Scandal After Show live here every week in Hollywood. This is Season 3, Episode 16, The Fluffer. And as always, we are here in studio ready to talk to you about your favorite show. I am Emilinus Jr. here with three other amazing gladiators, starting with... Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Cornelia. Hey, everyone. I'm Sophia Stanley. And I'm Bam Erickson. And we're going to get right into this episode. But first, I want to hear what you guys thought of the episode. About 15 minutes in, I said it was a little boring. <laughs> I thought I was, I thought it was really boring, but it, it, it picked up as the episode went on. So I recant my statement. But, um, yeah, it, it, it picked up, but it still wasn't my favorite so far. It picked, no, it was good towards the end. It left us, there's only two episodes left. Right. So it kind of left us wondering what direction it's going to go in, and they only got two more shows to do it in. So it was cool. You know, it was cool towards the end. Um, I agree with everything that both of you guys just said. And in particular, I feel like what they're doing is they're actually literally and figuratively pulling us into the darkness. I think that in season one and season two, we thought we had seen darkness. And these new characters, specifically Jake and Maya, are taking it to a whole new level where I think it's going to either force the gladiators to step up or perish. Also boring. (laughs) But it got better. But just mind you that all those 18 episodes, it's been shortened. You know, you can't expect for all 22 episodes to just be mind-blowing, like, oh my God, awesome, amazing. Sometimes you have to give space for for character development, certain storylines. So every show can't be just like OMG. Understood. No. The last four just set the bar really high. I so, agree. But um, either way, I enjoyed it. So let's talk about the presidential campaign. We started this episode with Abby um, replacing Olivia because Olivia was still caught up in her feelings. Um, from last week's episode, we saw that her and Fitz had a bit of a falling out. 
And so in this episode, Abby goes in and she is Olivia's proxy and she says that, um, you know, she's trying to talk to them. Nobody's listening to her. And Bam made a comment because she walked in with the white coat. White coat and the white dress. <laughs> right, looking like Olivia. But um, yeah, nobody was listening to her and we see that clearly this campaign is struggling. So it was tough to see Abby in this situation, but the real juice happened when it was two things. It was when Sally flipped the whole abortion thing and used it to her favor, but also we saw how Reston treated his wife during this whole thing. Um, so let's talk about that because it went on. That happened. Both of those things happened later in the episode, but as far as the presidential campaign goes, it's funny how Olivia is the manager and she's supposed to be, you know, orchestrating the whole thing, but nobody is listening to Liv, not even Cyrus anymore. So what do you think? Because I know last week you were talking about how it's hard for her to separate, you know, the job and her personal feelings. We were talking about whether or not her barging in on Melly and Fitz was a good idea. But it's like... in Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode, she truly is trying to do her job and still nobody's listening. But was she... Well, she kind of was... If Abby would have never called her, if they would have listened to Abby, Olivia would have never showed up at the White House? Like, would she have never... How long was she going to let abby be her proxy was this just gonna be how it is and she's gonna phone her in whenever something happens so with all of that and nobody listening to her i mean it comes it kind of comes natural people want to do their own thing fitz is in his feelings he feels a certain way now that andrew is sleeping with his wife but take that aside when you're not on the job people either forget that you're there or they're really not going to listen to you so my question is really them not listening to her was it really about them you know not going along with their ideas or in their feelings or was it because she was feeling some type of way that she couldn't do her own job no I, I I agree with that I think that is an excellent point and I also think that if you think about it purely professionally people at that level don't pay someone like Olivia Pope to interact with her proxy Think about it. Let's be real. It's the president of the United States of America. When I hire Olivia Pope, I think I'm going to speak directly with Olivia Pope. And if I'm not, I'm not going to listen. Because that's, in essence, not what I'm paying for. So, Olivia wasn't doing her job, number one. Number two, simply because she got them to do the interview, hadn't, in essence, fixed the problem, right? Um, And lastly, even though I have to be a girl for a second, or not a girl, but I guess a dork... Um, I thought Abby looked great. I loved that she had a moment. However, I don't think she was the right person to send in. Because she was meek Abby, not normal Abby, if that makes sense. There was a certain aspect of her posture that we're used to seeing from her character I didn't see. So with that said, I think Harrison would have been the better proxy. Because I think it would have been a different energy. Like, he could have talked to them and actually really talked to them. She kind of was like, do-do-do and the numbers, whatever. And then she said it for a minute. No, like, you need to be Olivia. Be like, why are you not listening? Do you want to lose? Our numbers went up. We have to capitalize on this. Like, the ball's rolling. The next move is blah, blah, blah. Oh, you want to leave? Oh, so you want to lose. You want to lose again? 
do we need to revisit Cytron? Okay. I didn't feel that. And, and there was a part of me, I wanted that for Abby. I wanted her to have a true Olivia moment. It came later, but... Sophia, I will disagree. I don't think Harrison would have been... As far as demeanor-wise, Harrison would have been the better person, but I feel Abby was the most qualified candidate to go into that position and do what potentially that she didn't do. <laughs> but I think no matter who it was, they would not have listened because look at all the mess that's going on in the White House oh, yeah. between Cyrus, Melly, um, the VP, uh, Fifth. there's so much going on. Hell, we could have went in there and they wouldn't listen to us. They well. would listen to me. I completely forgot though. What did you guys think about Janine Lot coming up out of the blue, talking about the president's baguette? Greedy, greedy. But I mean, obviously, Sally's doing her job, and I respect that because at the end of the day, if you're going to be gangster enough to run against a sitting president and not resign as vice president, you need to you need to come for everything. Like you're going to play every single card you have. So the fact that she bought her out of her out of her contract, basically, you know her non-disclosure clause, because, you know, for those of you who don't know, most non-disclosure clauses, the way that, that they have weight to them is that there's usually a penalty that someone cannot pay out. So, i.e., literally, if you break the contract, let's say you owe $15 million, let's just say, because most people can't afford $15 million, unless someone else with a bigger pocketbook can say, okay, cool, I'm going to pay you out of that contract, because in essence, that's all it is. That's what Sally must have done, offered her, in essence, more money, so it negates the strength of the contract that they had with her. So Sa- I thought it was gangster. Sally bounced back from that murder real quick, though. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you know, she went through this whole phase where we're like, oh, Sally has lost it. But now, no, no, she's sleeping good at night. Sally is out here like it never happened. Like, you would look at Sally and forget that she even had a husband. This whole time, I was, like, I, I didn't even think, oh, man, Sally brought her husband. No, no, no. She was just regular She's old fine, Sally. Right? But She's al- fine. But also, in the past couple episodes, we haven't really seen a lot of Sally, so it's easy to forget her in some ways. She's mentioned, but the last couple episodes, she's, her character's as far as camera time, has taken a back seat just a little bit. True. However, I think that the scenes that she did have were awesome because, again, Cyrus not listening. And and, and I actually have an issue with Cyrus not listening because I feel like they were all acting like little children. Mm-hmm. So regardless of whether or not Olivia sends a proxy, do you know how to win a campaign? Do y'all, not y'all, but do you know what I mean? Do any of them know how to win a campaign? So I don't care if it's through a proxy or not. Olivia's advice is always sound because it's Olivia Pope. So the fact that they all, all of a sudden, start acting like children, like, ooh, mommy's not here. We're going to all of a sudden forget, like, how to bathe ourselves and how to go to the restroom. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and- but also, but also for, it's out of character for Olivia to send somebody on her behalf. So I personally wouldn't take, okay, just put yourselves in a position for Olivia, who's, who's, who's very in control of, of what's going on, for you to send her, for you to send a proxy, and now her, like, even the way that Abby was conducting herself, it wasn't very Olivia Pope-like, so of course they're going to be like, kick rocks, we don't want to hear what you have to say. True, however, the difference is to then go renegade, I feel like that was messy, and that set them up for disaster, i.e., Cyrus true. then yeah. thinking, like, oh, we're going to release this um, abortion scandal, and not think that Sally's, like, hip to it. Like, I think that not only are they us underestimating Sally, they're underestimating Leo. Because didn't they try to bring Leo in when they thought they couldn't get Olivia Pope? So he's really, really, really good. And the fact that she's now able to use that, that's basically why they had to band together. Think about it. If not for that move, they would have had to have banded together, in essence, 
with Sally to basically get rid of Reston. I think I'm going to talk out of the other side of my mouth. That was a good thing that had happened to get rid of Reston. However, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they they still would have been smooth sailing. Speaking of smooth sailing, I know I'm not the only one who saw there was a little love gun between Abby and um and Leo. Yes, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. I caught that from the first moment. I said, mm, y'all, David, you better watch it. Oh, I didn't catch yeah. from the first moment. You're quick. I caught it only from that that look after they had been talking. I don't know about Abby no. feeling Leo, but Leo's definitely feeling Abby. She gave him the eye a couple of times. She did. She gave him the eye about twice because he challenged her and she challenged him. And you know Abby... The the original Abby, mm-hmm. she likes that that biting at each other. She likes that. Now mm-hmm. her and David just in love, and I don't know. Some people, oh, some no. people, some people are too comfortable when they you know when they get in that groove or you know I don't know. <laughs> Abby getting that old thing back. I don't know. <laughs> I hope not. Speaking of relationships, Reston and his wife, he is a cold piece. He is because yes. I mean, dear God, I wasn't expecting like. I don't know what I was expecting from his wife finding out that he actually knew that that was her lover. She had the case file in front of her, and I thought that it was going to be a different interaction, but he did not back down. He basically said, bitch, you still have to listen to everything I say (laughs) (laughs) because nobody's going to believe you. But if you think about it, (laughs) if you think about about the backstory of, of all what happened and how she went to jail, I mean, you think about it, he's... He's this close to potentially being the president of the United States. His wife's in jail. And technically he won last time. And and technically, right. And And he knows he won. And and he knows he won. And as you see Sally, Sally completely flipped the other side when she had the opportunity to potentially be the president. So all I'm trying to say is that when opportunity comes and 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 this show... You know, you'll take people down. I think and clearly that's what he that's what he, he he doesn't give a care. I think it's so funny and so ironically true to life how many of these presidential candidates, like we said before, are just so deplorable. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Not like and it's not like a judgment call of like morality. Does it make sense? They've all killed people. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. With the exception, I still can make a little loophole with the president and say, like, the judge, that's treason, and I'm the president, so I can do whatever I want. But they've all killed people and are just kind of like, oh, do, 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 do. My wife's in jail. I'm going to visit her every week for a photo op so everyone thinks that I'm great. And when she's like, oh, wait a minute, he was like, oh, whatever. Bye. Until death do us part. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'll say the loony bit. Like, I was like, what? You know what I mean? But then you stop and you think, oh, but all the rest of them are grimy too, so. He's in good company. I mean, from even the girl who sold herself off for the book, I mean, uh, the, the word that I'm looking for is um, the Baguette. phrase. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Taken for Sorry. granted. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, no di- it's no different how people will write tell-all books or do other things to, to gain monetary uh, uh, fame. True, I mean, when you pissed, actually did the deed. Right, I was going to say, that pisses like, me off. She I mean, didn't have she sex didn't with him. Do nothing. He could be a chopstick for all she know. She ended up in the right place at the right time to get money for nothing. And she didn't have to take it. And granted, like, guess maybe I need to go back to the original episode. Do you know what I mean? But seriously. I did, I did think that was pretty low of her, but. I mean, <laughs> I think was can happy. I say something? Exactly. I'm Fizz glad that she said a baguette and not a breadstick. Because that would have been foul. She could have said a pinky finger, but she said a baguette. Okay. Well, Thank but the you. reporter Thank asked. You, the reporter was like, bread, dick, or baguette. So. 
Uh, <laughs> she was like, full load. <laughs> full load. Oh, what was the other word she used? She goes, with an I, I am, oh my God, I'm tired. It was like, and because the reporter asked her again, not like satisfied, but she said, it's very impressive. Is that what he said? Oh, yeah, she said, what do you mean by impressive? Yeah. She's like, she goes, well, I, I think you know what you mean. Man, she playing oh, that card man. well. Yeah, I didn't even sleep together. We have some juicy moments on this show, mm-hmm. which we love watching and listening to. Mm-hmm. And we love discussing it here on the after show. And you guys listen to us and watch us every single week. So if you um, do, make sure you tell a friend about the AfterBuzz TV after show. Go to iTunes. Make sure you like, comment, rate, subscribe. Also do it on YouTube. Same thing, like, comment, rate, subscribe. But most importantly... Share with a friend and tell them about, in fact, multiple friends. Have after buzz parties, scandal parties. After you watch Scandal, have a YouTube or an iTunes listening party the next day. Or you can watch us live, listen to us live, whatever it might be. Um, but we really do appreciate all your support. Tons of comments, tons of likes, and we do read them all. So keep supporting, keep tweeting, and we love you guys. Um, but let's get into Wait, actually, no. And Emil, now don't forget that oh. After Buzz TV, we now have an app for that. It is so, so cool. if you guys have not been getting enough of After Buzz TV, you know that we do after shows. Any TV that is worth watching, After Buzz TV does an after show for it. And one of the amazing things that we're so excited that we're able to bring to you viewers is an After Buzz TV app for iTunes as well as Android users. So again, just go to AfterBuzzTV.com or we will be tweeting as well as posting on iTunes and YouTube the URL so that you can download it but i'm almost sure i'm a droid so i know that you can go to the um to the google um play store play store thank you mm-hmm. and itunes you I presume the app store. it's the app store yeah. um but like i said just go to afterbuzztv.com and the links will be there as well as the fact that we'll tweet we'll put it on itunes and youtube so again afterbuzz has an app for that did you did you guys download that? I used it today for the first time. It's really cool. Yeah, oh, that's so cool. I was like, let me look at myself. Yes. <laughs> I was looking at myself. Yeah. But everything's right there, and the app makes it super easy. Um, but let's talk about some of the juicy love stories in this episode. Love, lust, whatever you want to call it. There's a lot of juiciness that happened in this episode, um, especially this love triangle between Melly, Fitz, and Andrew, because, and we got, we're gonna have to have a, a long conversation about this because I'm a little pissed. Um, so, I don't like the way Fitz is treating Melly regarding the whole Andrew situation, especially after what's been going down for I don't know how long with Olivia. Um, and it's a little hypocritical to come around and treat her like dirt just because she was sleeping around behind your back. So, would it be better if she told you that she was sleeping with Andrew to even the playing field? So, that way... I'm going to play devil's advocate. Because I get, we, I get what we see. We see that Fitz was, you know, had he had a relationship with Olivia while Melly is still his wife. Mm-hmm. I get that. Devil's advocate, and I'm saying that I agree. But from Fitz's perspective, all he knows is that his wife told him a while ago that after the baby, she was no longer True. sexually attracted to him and things didn't work the same in her body. She shut down for 10 years. So with that said... He started to, you know, have feelings for a woman that came into his life. And now that he said he would not have ever done that if Melly would have still been intimate with him or at least told him well, gave him some insight. So with that, he's from his perspective, he's pissed because you told me that you didn't want me and that your body didn't work. That's why you pushed me away, and that's why I was with Olivia. But now your body does work out of a, all of a sudden, and it's with my homeboy, Andrew. For him, 
that that's real shady. You know what I mean? Or from his perspective, mm-hmm. because he didn't know Melly was raped. He didn't know that she was trying to protect him. He doesn't know this. He just knows you told me that you couldn't have sex with me, but you can have sex with my homeboy. That's all he. That's how he's seeing it. So I mean, I get it from his perspective. And See, I oh, go ahead. And I agree with you up until the couch moment. So when when Olivia basically asked him, Fitz, what do you need? If to me he had said, I need my wife back. If he Mm -hmm. had said, like, there's a difference between I need Andrew to stop sleeping with Melly. There's a difference. If he had actually, like, expressed anything that he still has feelings for Melly and therefore he still needs to resolve something, even if it's to tell her to kick rocks, that I would have respected. But the way he said it, it seemed more like, oh, no, it's property. Like, just like you said, I'm mad because they potentially were either doing something behind my back, whether or not it was 10 years ago or two seconds ago, and I just don't like it. And And because I'm the president and I'm a spoiled brat and I don't like it, that's what I need you to do, despite the fact of what it may do to you. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like every opportunity, even when it's literally put to his face that he is a selfish bastard, he's like, okay, who cares? I'm still the president. Okay, so... He said, I don't want her and I don't love her. When he said that, if he doesn't love her or if he doesn't want her, then why is he making a big deal out of it? So I see I see the perspective where you're going from. But I'm just, it, it is what it is. As men, we're territorial. And we can have three side chicks. We can have one in Vegas. We can have one in Chi-Town. And we can have one in Miami. We can all be, we can have them in a the house, wife, <laughs> bills, the whole shebang. But a side chick's a side chick and our wife is our wife. It doesn't matter if we have three girls across the country. My wife is my wife. And if you step out with someone else, although I have three other side chicks, it's different. That's what we think. That's our perspective. It is what it is. And I'm not agreeing or disagreeing with that, but for me, one of my favorite moments is when Melly did such an amazing job at the conversation with the female veterans. Like, in that moment, she was so embodying what it is to be a first lady. Like, and that's what Melly does. Like, <coughs> Melly in front of the camera. She knows how to put on. Do you know what I mean? But beyond, because I think on some level, she's not actually putting on. And that's, to me, what I'm seeing in Melly's character. Again, everyone has always said Melly's cold, she's power hungry. To me, whether or not she's cold or power hungry does not negate the fact that she does have, in fact, she has emotions. Doesn't negate the fact that she loves her country. Doesn't negate the fact that she actually still loves her husband. Whatever that means to her. So she was feeling good. And she was going to the one person who was going to affirm the fact that she is not ornamental. Mm-hmm. And she got shut down. Why? Because her husband is territorial after he's been banging a girl who literally has been next to them, who was their friend. But. No, no, wait. So so the point is, oh, go ahead. to me, Melly did what I've been wanting Olivia to do. Right? Okay, because slap basically, the slap the shit out of him. Do you know what I mean? No, <laughs> right, seriously. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like, you can't have everything every which way. And that's the difference is, Melly speaks Melly's truth clearly and without any hesitation of what it means. She's like, this is how I feel, I'm going to tell you. So to me, and like I've said this like, time and time again, she is the most transparent character. Whatever she's feeling and whatever she needs, she clearly articulates it. If you don't do it or if you don't get it, that's your problem. Because she really was like, you take everything. Because again, yes, he doesn't know, but at the end of the day, even if she is power hungry, she sat there while not only was he screwing his campaign manager, but that he loves her. 
And he is literally basically mourning for her and pining for her every second of every day. And all I do is sleep with one of our friends after you are in love with this woman. But and you don't even have a conversation with me. Because that first conversation, you need to have another conversation. If it's so territorial, then go talk to your wife. Go talk to your wife and tell your wife to stop sleeping with him. Because, again, it's this male chauvinistic male crap. Instead of talk to your wife. But don't does he ahead, need to have a conversation with her, given the fact that at one point she brought Olivia in to sleep with him? But Thank when you. you, but when, because when you, it's one thing for your man to be stepping out, but when you know about it and, and that conversation isn't had, that was your chance to have the conversation. You came, you, she knew Devil But Batman. remember, but remember after she saved his election, she told him how it was going to be after that. That was the line she in the did. sand. So I agree with you. She did. But after that, she, she made it very clear. Like we were having a, we were having a meeting of the minds. We were literally negotiating and I laid down my chart. Terms, and you literally agreed. You didn't have to. You didn't have to be president again. You guys, the scandal could have blown up, and you would have lost, and people would ask you to resign and cool. But you literally made a deal with the devil, and I said, okay, you and Olivia are done, and you didn't listen. But then, thing but is, then also, it was Melly's idea to bring Olivia back. It was. So therefore, again, when you when you want when you want the woman to come back and run the campaign. And you may say off limits, but the reality is, this is how this, this is how all this shit got started. Right. So y- you have to think about the repercussions. All right. So yeah, you think Liv is the best person for this, but Liv came into the situation and so you man the first time. So then why would you, why would you want her back just for the sake of of him being the pre- of being the president when you have to deal, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like I feel like yes, Melly is transparent and she does say what she has to say, but it's different now. I'm gonna jump on the other side. Yeah, he's chauvinistic and yes, he wants things uh, uh, done a certain way, but she allows it to happen. So as long as she allows it to happen, then why would he not get what's the what's the the term about the free milk? Why when why milk the cow? Why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? So if he's had the opportunity to do to do this all this time. Why would he all of a sudden grow up and change and get balls? No, I, agree. I have a question though. Yeah. My question: What Melly said, you take everything from me. Yeah. Looking back and point some stuff out because I'm just gonna go through it. What did Fitz take from Melly? Because when we first saw Melly, the flashback, mm-hmm. Melly was this independent, this smart lady. We saw then what happened with her and Fitz with, with Jerry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fitz didn't know about that. So he didn't take he didn't take Melly's pride. Like he didn't take her womanhood. He didn't take anything from her in that moment. Cyrus had a conversation with her in the parking lot and told her what he thought she was supposed to be. Fitz didn't have this conversation I, with her. What did he take from you in this this I, moment I, again? I totally the only thing he took from you was he shut down the fact that you were sleeping with Andrew. That's all he took. Melly, my my, my thing with Melly is I get it. I get Melly's emotional, and she's been through the ringer. She had her ups and downs. Her husband is loving somebody else. She, you know, was a she was sexually assaulted. I get it, but Melly, at some point, you got to take responsibility for what you gave away, and not what Fitz took from you, because he didn't take anything except your boyfriend. Now he didn't. Uh, really quick, I had no. a, I had a, I just had a problem with the slap because it was fake. But Shut up. sorry, um, they had, um, <laughs> they had sex. You remember the whole shower thing? There was 
was was there a moment when she re, when she let herself become sexually uh, sexually? No, she just gave him head yeah, in the that, shower. Yeah, was just, but then they yeah. got she got Sorry. pregnant too. So yeah, but that's different. There's yeah. different. There's, there's, there was there, different there's, motives. No, no, no. But also, too, the difference is though. It's it, she never said that she was not capable of doing it. She just said she didn't have a mental desire to do it. So there's a difference when they were obviously going to get pregnant to have Teddy. I think your point is beyond excellent, Camille, and I have to go back to it because I think it is an excellent point. And I have to commend Shonda and the writers because I think that what they do is they give us, to me, archetypes of gender roles and then they spin it on its head, right? So in my mind, what she's really doing or what I'm taking from it is Fitz kind of symbolizes the archetypal male who very clearly expresses what I want, Right? Do you know what I mean? I think men are raised, yeah. at least in American society, like, I'm hungry, I say I'm hungry, I want to have sex, I say I want to have sex, like, I want you to leave, I'm telling you to leave, I want to hug, I want to hug. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of how it is. Versus, especially in terms of in a relationship. However, women are, and I'm completely generalizing out there in, in the Twitterverse and after Buzzverse, but women on a lot of levels in terms of relationships are giving up for the other person, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm taking Melly, and then I'm also juxtaposing that with Olivia, right? It is their job to nurture and to take care. And in so doing, they subvert or they don't necessarily put their needs first, right? Because there's a big difference between putting your air on first. So that, you're completely right. Technically, Fitz hasn't taken anything from her because she never, they never had a meeting of the minds for her to say, oh, I'm going to quit my job, and or him go, oh, you should quit your job. She just quit her job. She just never articulated that she was raped by his dad. She never articulated anything of what she's been giving up. So that's why every time she says, I gave up this, I gave up this, and even now that we hear, I had kids for you, we now hear what that means differently. He doesn't know that. You know, and I think that's what Sean is doing. And then the bigger picture is Olivia doing it for everyone. Because in her bringing everyone theoretically into the light, is she giving up what she wants? Because technically that's why she had that moment of maybe I should have gone on the plane. Because that would have been for her. That would have been Olivia taking care of Olivia. Is getting on the plane and leaving all of this mess behind and starting over and putting yourself first. But she didn't. She chose that she had to nurture and take care of everyone, even though technically they didn't ask her for it. And mm-hmm. if given the choice, they probably would have told her to get on the plane. Mm-hmm. You did make a good point, Camelia. I'm going to piggyback on it, too, because the thing that I think is really present in this episode, when Melly brought that up, with any relationship, one thing is trust. If there's no trust, there's no relationship. But also <laughs> communication. Communication is key. So for Melly. It's almost as if Melly is having like a one-sided conversation this whole time because if Fitz isn't aware of the issues, if Fitz isn't aware of the fact that Melly has these desires and ambitions, because even though she tries to bring it up, she tries to like interject her opinions and her um her her political thoughts and all these different things, if he has no clue that this is what she really wants to do, he's gonna continue to shut her down. And that's why he says she's ornamental because no 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 no, you don't really want to do this. Why are you in here? Why are you trying to put your thoughts into this? I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm gonna cut you off for a second. When people are courting, we, we talked we discussed courting a couple weeks ago. When people are courting, there had to have been some kind of conversation, some dialogue, some kind of goals. Like she was a she was a lawyer, she was in law school. There no, had, she was a lawyer. Oh, sorry. They ha- there had to have been some kind of conversation of you know aspirations. What do you? But I remember. I thought that it was like almost a staged, like they were put together. 
it wasn't like they fell in love really because remember we saw the episode no i believe they she probably did I say did. what she what her her aspirations were but as, but did she say her real aspiration or did she say what she thought fitz wanted to hear but, in order to get him but I, even still but even still even and even when they're uh, even when they're upset and she says i did this for you i did like he i, I i'm he's heard these things whether if they were screamed at him, if she th- if she threw a book at him and told him, it was conveyed in Melly's way, just as uh, Fitz conveys certain things to Melly certain ways. So I'm just jumping on the other side. No, but the difference is this is the difference is there's the a difference, difference between her yelling at him and telling him that right. versus them having a conversation back in the day. So to me, the 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 importance of the flashback was it was the first time we saw a different Melly. Mm-hmm. She was carefree. She was young and youthful and vibrant and vivacious and was a partner at a law firm. And to me, it was two things. It was that moment when Cyrus had the conversation, like like Camelia mentioned, you know, it, out side of the house when basically Cyrus was like it's basically your job to get in get him in alignment and basically that's going to be your job in general right because basically he's a broken creature because he has an effed up dad Mm -hmm. it's your job to in essence mother him right Mm -hmm. and then at that moment when she was assaulted she then had to make a choice because she knew that Cyrus basically just told her in order for basically Fitz to be the man that she knows that he can be he needs to be in alignment with his father and if he tell she tells him that his father is a rapist that's not going to happen so she took it upon herself she never had a conversation with him so Mm -hmm. I think that's why it comes out so do you know what I gave up to you? And now that we hear it differently, it's actually a question. It's not a, I gave up so much for you. It's more like, do you know how yeah. much I gave for He's you? Like, and the no. resentment is <laughs> no, building, right? Know. It's almost like when people do. And that's why they say, even in terms of relationships, if you express 100% what you want and you give of yourself without expecting anything in return, no matter how the if the relationship ends, you're okay. Right? Because you didn't give of yourself expecting anything. If you give, 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 and the reason you're giving is expecting love or a certain level of respect in return, then if that person doesn't love you, you feel like you gave something up. That's basically what's happening. Mm -hmm. She was giving for something in return and has never been receiving that. Now, not only is she not receiving it, she literally is leaving herself in a position where she has no options. So other than that shining moment of having that speech, where can Melly go? Because her best option is possibly some disgrace, and then she runs off with Andrew. But that's... Do you know what I mean? Like, she really is like, I gave up all of this, and I keep coming back to this. For who? Like, we have not, to me, seen Fitz be presidential. Because at the end of the day, if I was going to vote for someone, I'm voting for Melly. Seriously. Like, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen the gravitas. I haven't seen cojones. Like, I haven't seen anything other than a spoiled little brat wanting everything for himself and going to tell his girlfriend to go tell, you know, the person who's sleeping with his wife is sleeping with his wife just because I don't love my wife, but um, I just don't want to sleep with her. Right. And time out. And then trying to bypass Andrew to get a new vice presidential campaign after we had to vet him and he was a bad choice to begin with, but you, because you want to make all your decisions for you, wanted to pick Andrew. <laughs> I honestly don't know what Fitz thinks he's going to get from trying to get a new VP on the ticket. It doesn't make sense. Well, why didn't Fitz have the conversation with Andrew as a man? Exactly. He's being really challenged about the whole thing, which he's challenged in a lot of his situations. Because if your best friend is sleeping with your wife, I don't care what went down in the past. At some point, you need to sit down with with old boy and you need to say, listen, 
Listen. You trying to be the vice president. I get that you're having sex with my wife. You may care about her. But guess what? If you want to ride with me, you can't sleep with my wife. I don't care how you feel. The fact that Olivia had the conversation and not Fitz, that to me was like, Fitz, you could just told him yourself. Just tell him. And that conversation between Andrew and Olivia was just awkward. Like It wasn't awkward. Um, it felt like, just for that one scene, it felt like the Olivia from season one when she mm-hmm. used to just di- uh, just tear in your ass. So for Olivia... It was it was a good moment for her to feel like she's back to back to herself. Excellent point, Bam. But um, I mean, I get Cornelia. I get what you're saying about why he didn't confront him. But again, uh, if you can have people do things for you, but it doesn't have the same weight because again, no, going back to proxies. All. Because again, we're going back to proxies. You're using Olivia as your proxy. Mm-hmm. It has less weight. Yeah. Right, you are the president of the United States of America. Just like, like Cornelia said, you don't talk to the dude and be like, "Yo, this isn't going to happen." You that's don't tell your, him like the wrath of the world will come down yeah. on you. Olivia has to. So again, it was if I was going to vote for anyone, I'd vote for Olivia and not Fitz. But yeah. I'm definitely not voting for Fitz. Yeah, it was definitely bitch made. But you know, <laughs> what can you do? So who cares? So can I say something? And I have to go there. The reason that I think it's not that word is because again, and I have to be the <laughs> sexist word. gender one mm-hmm. because it has a gender connotation to it. No, he's being a spoiled man, not a spoiled woman. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, the connotation of bitch has a negative perspective on uh, women, okay, as yeah. if women are weak. And ironically, women on this episode are actually being stronger than the men, with the exception of Jake. Mm. So, to me, how he acted was he acted just like your earlier example. He acted like a man, is what you were telling me before, right? Right? Oh. So, him being territorial was acting like a man, mm-hmm. not like a bitch. So let's just make that clear. No, he was bitch made in not being able to go speak to right, him. Right, but again, and say, right, because he's like, oh, because of territory, right? I'm going to tell this other person, because I know I'm actually wrong, because it's for territory, not for love, right? That's what men do, because mm-hmm. it's for territory. Mm-hmm. That's my point. My point is that it's actually not a female characteristic. Just piggybacking off of your conversation, it's more of a male characteristic to not literally go face to face and be like this is what you should or should not do because technically the women on the show are clearly articulating what should and should not be done let us know what you think about that online guys but what do you guys think about Fitz and Olivia this back and forth that we have between Fitz and Olivia seems like every week now are you tired of Olivia or I think Olivia needs to be single or she just needs to, to keep kicking it with the Jake <laughs> but we'll get to that my th- <laughs> I like that Fitz told her I didn't happen to you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Th- that it was it was time that he said this to her and when he said it she agreed. She said I know, you know, yes, he said this didn't happen to you. I get it. Because at some in some cases, sometimes Olivia and Melly have that same thing going on where you took this from me or you came into my life or you you and you went you got to take responsibility for your part in, in, in the situation. So I'm happy he said something decent in the conversation. I like, um, but go ahead, Bam. Uh, Cornelia, I like, it seems like the, uh, the conversations that Olive and Fitz are having as of lately, they're not this, they're not this big dramatic, you know, with the music. It's true, honest dialogue that they're having in regards to the relationship and recognizing why it can't be what it is. But there's a question mark, and so I I like the I like the conversation. It's it's no it's no yelling. 
uh, they're able to convey each other um, their points and get their points across. And for me, it works. See, and I agree with you. However, I feel like there oh, is be- a level of non-yelling mm-hmm. that is actually more biting than yelling. Mm-hmm. So to me, when she kept asking him, like, what do you need? Am I your nanny? Am I your mom? And then she basically keeps proceeding. And she's like, am I your fluffer? Like, what do you need? Do you need me to get you hot so that you can concentrate? Oh, I forgot about that. That, that to me was still her trying to deflect. It felt very similar to the episode with the Rose Garden where she made the um, the Sally Hemings comment. Mm-hmm. It's that she was trying to deflect, just like you're saying, she was trying to make it that something happened to her versus she was an active participant. However, I still feel like Fitz doesn't recognize sometimes what she's going through. So just, you know, less than 24 hours before... You know, in the midst of an argument with Melly, he basically is like, I'm talking to my wife. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, that, given the dynamic of their relationship, stings. And so when she basically sent a proxy, the fact that there wasn't a certain aspect of him that says, are you okay? Like, he was like, oh, you were really rude to a senator and blah, blah, blah. It's, again, it's me, 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 what I need, what I need, what I need. And to a certain extent, going back episodes when she was like, you need to earn me. There's a certain aspect of him, to me, that he doesn't have her back. She has his back, ride or die. It doesn't matter if she's having a bad day. It doesn't matter if her feelings are hurt. She is going to, like Cyrus said, work through the pain. To me, he does not do the same. And I am not a fan of people who are not equally matched. If you are a king, you need a queen. Does that make sense? You can't have a queen with a pawn. But at one point, didn't he try to do that? Because he gave her the one minute. He get Remember after the one minute, how he was... That was Olivia's who... who that was her idea to go in a different direction to not pursue our relationship because you need to you need to win and you need to stay in the office and you need to yeah, be back with your wife in the season two. At some point, Fitz is... He is a little... He's, a, he's silly, but... <laughs> He at least at one or two occasions tried to have her back and then she turned it to another direction. Because even that one time when she said, my gladiators need me, he was was trying to give it up to her at that moment, too. I think the difference is now, and you're you're completely right. (laughs) I think the difference is now (laughs) 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 Olivia Olivia is finally speaking up. But if she would have had this open communication back then that she has now... I think that maybe we could have seen something similar to Vermont or something like that. But because back then she was still, in a way, she still even had a bit of a Chinese wall with Fitz. And she mm-hmm. didn't want to fully let herself go into that situation. And the issue that we have now is Olivia, I think, I think Olivia has unconditional love for Fitz. But Fitz is still conditional, if that makes sense. Because Fitz, and Sophia brought it up, but when, when he said, you know talking about the senator and how, you know, she was rude to the senator, like little things like that. Like how often does Fitz truly act like he cares about Olivia, except in those moments in the office where he's trying to pull her to the side to smooch up on her and snuggle up on her right quick, give her a little quick quickie in the Oval Office. But is that really love or is that just Fitz being lusty and rusty? I think it's both. <laughs> I had to bring it back. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> I, think it's, I, I think it's both. And I think that just as you say that Fitz doesn't really recognize what what Liv is going through, um, he is still the president of the United States. So there is still a facade and things that he has to do. What? Great, uh. great point, Bam. At the in this episode, I love what Olivia said. This is what I was trying to get to. Olivia said something about how because here's the thing: 
if we do it in terms of film, like Olivia said, if, the, if we think about the movie as a whole, mm-hmm. if we think about the end of Fitz movie, nobody ever figures out that Olivia and Fitz are an item or anything behind the scenes. Fitz, let's just say he doesn't get reelected. He's still fine. He can write a book. He can be like Bill Clinton, like still living the life. People still love him years later. Everything's cool, even though he had the affair. Olivia, Olivia's broken. She doesn't have the love of her life. She's still a fixer. She's still the help as her mom calls her. She's not happy. So Olivia's movie is still like this ongoing thing with Vermont in the distance that she can't grab. She can't grab her man. So she's just this lonely helper who, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's not, they're not equal. Yeah. yeah, they're not equal. Their movie endings aren't equal. And all Olivia wants is an ending with Fitz, and she can't have she that. She wants a Cinderella story. Yeah. For me, I just, um, one of the, the biggest uh, things that I had on my notes was messy. I feel that all this stuff that's going on in the White House between Melly Fitz, Alev, um, I always forget, what's the Andrew. EP's name? With Andrew. All of these things that are happening in front of people's eyes, I feel like it's getting messy within the White House. Melly slapped her husband in front of people. That is something that you should never do in front of people. But no, but can I say something? I, I 100% agree with you. Mm-hmm. However, this is going to sound silly. That actually was probably would cause less chatter than the other way around. Like that's real. Like her husband cheated on her. Everybody knows that, and she's just like do 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 do. There's a reality to that. We're actually that it, it's it's the not knowing. It's the fact that they're so facade. That's gonna make me be like, you know, they pretend. You know, they pretend. The hitting makes you be like. Oh crap! She kind of means business. I actually kind of, if I was in that, I'm not saying nothing. Right. Like no, but seriously, like that actually would would scare me more than anything if I was quote unquote in the inner circle or an intern or something like that. Different than me talking about the fact that they're so cold with one another. So I totally agree with you. But that's so out of the ordinary. Like think about it. Like if Hillary had hit Bill, like I'm not saying nothing. You know she sucked. But but not only that, but look how Melly and Aunt uh what's her name? Andrew. Andrew. Yeah. Look how look how close they are in each other's faces as they're in the hallways in the in the uh, vestibule. But again, they're that, funny no, but the funny thing is what's the saying? If you the best thing to do is to do it in plain sight. In plain sight, you're really not thinking. And I can't, I have to go there. Again, a presidential candidate had a baby out of wedlock with someone who was part of the campaign and had one of his friends pretend that his friend had had an affair. So they all carried on. So think about it. I oh, have my best friend in real about, life. Okay, John Kerry, yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? In real life, he had his best friend pretend like his best friend was really the adulterer. Does it make sense? And pretend like that was his baby? And he thought he was going to run for president of the United States of America? Do you know what I mean? And so I just say that to say that I'm not negating the fact that it's messy. It goes back to my earlier point that there is a reality to the show. And again, you, you've mentioned and we go back and forth of whether or not it really is a soap opera. And to me, regardless of whether or not it's a soap opera, something that Shonda Rhimes is able to do in a way that is just brilliant is entertain but even though we keep wanting to say it's it's out there and it's scandalous there is a reality to the show which is i think why it has the fan base that it does mm-hmm. and allows us to talk and debate the way that we do because again real life baby out of wedlock running for president thought no one was gonna find out all right i've been trying to hold off on we have to get to it b613 but more importantly jake and olivia Woo! Lord have mercy. Um, he came to the door drunk in love. 
<laughs> Drunk in love at the door, asking Olivia to let him in, and Olivia wouldn't let him in, and they're having this long conversation. And it was kind of sad. He said, you know, I asked you to save me. And, and you said you, you no. Were, yeah, and he walked on to the Which elevator. Which basically means, was he not worth pulling into the light? Because technically, your dad told you to pull everyone into the light. And technically, no, I'll let you finish. Sorry. I'll, no, I'll no, write no, a note. No, no, no. No, and basically, because think about it. You wanted to bring B613 down. Jake offered it to you. He basically said, save me. He was command. If you had brought him into the light, you wouldn't have had to now done the back channeling. Right. right? You could have taken them down together. Right. Had that good wood and still been happy. (laughs) Well said, Emil. Well said. I totally agree. (laughs) I I didn't think about it that way, though. If we're thinking about it seriously, Jake offered... Help me get into the light. Yeah. She could have gone into the light. Yeah. And they could have been kicking it. Right. Kicking it. Sorry. For me, um, (laughs) the scene where a live, can we go into live going into, going into the room when she, when she went into the house? Oh yeah. Cause Huck told her, oh, we have to talk about that before we talk about that. Well, go ahead. Huck. I I won't forget what I have to say. Because. Olivia told Huck what he needed to do to break into, uh, to get the, the files from the algorithm and all that stuff. And Huck found out that it was from Rowan and Huck, you know, did this whole thing. I don't want to do this. And Olivia said, no, you have to do this. You have to do this because you, this is your job now. You don't work for Rowan. You work for me. And then we come back and Huck tells Olivia, I need you to plant this. She's like, no, bitch. He basically said, <laughs> you tell me to do stuff all the time that I don't really want to do. she's just like her dad. Her dad. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, she's just like her dad. You tell me to do this, that, that, and the third. So guess what? I'm telling you what needs to be done. You don't like it? Do what I do. I'm do so, it anyway. I'm so glad Huck checked her on Right. That. So she went... With the little phone gadget <laughs> to the to the condo. This would have been god dang if Carrie Washington was not pregnant. She oh. would have walked in there. She had you know I was I was I was hoping that I was hoping that maybe you know because when you're pregnant your boobs are bigger. Mm-hmm. So I was hoping that maybe you know she'd had on a big push-up bra. We could see a little boob or something. But I was like, damn, she pregnant. No, she you came remember? on with her work pants. Yeah. <laughs> Do y'all remember? <laughs> That scene in episode six, season one, yeah. the trail where they're yeah. knocking the lamp over. Yeah. It's the, yeah. Oh, if they would have done that with Jake. Oh, Lord. Yeah. But Jake, yeah. Jake was hot. He yeah. came out of the bed with his pajama pants on. And the gun drawn. And the gun drawn. And he looked like he was pumping. He like no, he did, he did one of those. He did one of those. You, when you hold the gun and you kind of push but your back together. Was like, he was like, <laughs> he what did, did he say? He did what every male actor do. When you know you got to take your shirt off, you get it together. He did one of those. What did he say? He said something like, is this? what you want or is this what yes. you came for? Is this yeah. what you came for? Is yeah. it? Yeah. I was like, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why does Jake look sexy? Jake is fine. Well, so I she was... had a great time. Oh, Lake. Yeah. Oh, Lake. But then, and that's a question. So is that the question? Did she? Like, did she, did she let her Chinese wall down? So when he said, I miss you and she said, I miss you too, was she still acting? Uh, is it too is it too close? Was she not with it think, both? I think it was both. I think she did what she had to do, but it 
it had its perks for the fact that at least it's somebody she can get some from someone she likes. She didn't have to she didn't have to go and 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 go sleep with Huck's cousin. You know what I'm saying? It was somebody who she was truly attracted <laughs> to. Shoot. And so she was like, okay, I'm gonna do what I got to do, but I'm also gonna give me some. No, well, there's a there's a <laughs> new song, and I'm sorry I'm not promoting any music, but there's a new song I heard on the radio. I think it's like Sam Fine, um, Stay With Me. And there's a lyric in the song, and it basically says something like I know this one night stand won't cure it. Stay with me because it will, it will, it will like cover the hurt. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like that's kind of what she was doing. Like she knows that she doesn't love Jake, but there's a certain hole and a void that she has because here she's pining for someone that she can't have. So in that moment, it's still that the body serves a purpose, even if just like for 30 seconds you can pretend that this person truly loves you. I, I think wondered. she was. I think she was more into it. I think she was into it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was just doing the job. I don't think it was more about the body. I think a part of her because think about it. If you don't fool with a dude, you're not gonna fool with the dude. Like you're not gonna entertain him. You're not gonna play this fake boyfriend crap. You're gonna be like, dude, stop calling. Like you're gonna <laughs> be like, get out of my life. But and the- you damn sure, I don't care what the job is. You not going to sleep with somebody that you really don't fool with like that. But did she have a choice? Like, let's be real. Because at that moment when Huck checked her, Huck was literally like, yeah, so right. all those bodies you had me do, you really are command then. And you and you're your dad command, not Jake, because at Jake at least Jake got his hands dirty. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, Huck also rationalized with her and was like, "Oh no, it's a, it's a trap. Like he's treating you like a mark, blah blah." And she basically was like, "I'm not listening to any of that." And 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 this is my problem with Liv. She needs to start listening. She really does because again, she somehow thinks that she has all the answers, but sometimes your gut's wrong. Yeah, and and also a couple a couple of things from just visually. I wonder if they were standing doing the sex scene. Explain to, explain to people why. So, because she's pregnant and um, I've had some friends who've been on the set and she's like, she's pregnant as you guys can see. So, all of the rustling and tussling it's not good for her because she's pregnant. So I wonder if they were standing and they just turned the camera the opposite way and then they just did a bunch of face uh, a face movement to, to make it seem. But did you, so that's that's one thing. Did you notice when Liv came back to OPA, the look on her face, the no makeup, there was a look, there was a look of almost somewhat like ashamed. Did you catch she that? Did you? Yeah. Oh, I caught that. I, I caught Maybe that. I, I caught that. The way about my she put the way she put it down Jake. because she knows that they all know what she had to do. Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. When Harrison was like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I do think that I do think that Liv. I think she must have been. We were talking about this while watching this. You know, when you when you finish having sex, no okay. one goes to sleep initially. You know, you lay down, you cuddle. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, 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 Listen, listen, all I'm saying is... It depends on who you're talking about, because some people, when they finish, I'm like... I get that, but what I'm saying is that this man is the head of these, you know, like... He's tired, though. He's tired, No, no, but someone like him sleeps with one eye open. You see, as soon as he heard the door open, that his eyes popped open and he went to get the gun. But the irony is, your point is valid, but it's actually not in this case in point. He didn't catch her. That's the irony. They actually got the information and they shut it down. Like, they shut down B613. He didn't hear her. He was not out. 
He didn't look knocked out to me. Do you know what I mean? But the difference is he would have yeah. stopped her there. Because given the, the severity of the situation, so when they That's were running the code, yeah. I actually thought in my mind, I don't know code writing, but normally in any type of, of algorithm, you almost put a fail-safe. So that if somehow someone accesses it not from your portal, it sends off an alarm, right? So when they're doing all of this, I'm thinking, oh crap, like they're being watched. Like they're mm-hmm. about to come for them. The fact that that didn't happen and they were actually able to shut it down, that's why he came in so gangster like this. You know what bothered me though in that scene where she was doing the whole trying to get it on the phone and all that mm-hmm. stuff? Like, if you're gonna do that, and I don't know if it's just me, but actually, I'm gonna worry this out. Yeah. Okay, but like, after they had got through having sex, I know they're all snuggled up and stuff, and I don't know what their relationship is like, but there comes a point where you're cuddling with somebody. If you don't want to cuddle anymore, you don't have to do that long, slow pull away. Just roll over. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Do that. She could have just rolled over. All right, I'm done cuddling. Like, lay down for a little bit. Okay, I see my device down there. Oh, my arm just fell on the floor. Oh, I'm still asleep, though. Let me grab it right quick. All right, here we go. Done, and bam. Now, let me tell you. Listen, it is even more simple than that. It's about a couple million chicks, crazy girlfriends, baby mamas, who done waited till their boyfriend went to sleep, snuck and took the cell phone in the bathroom, and cracked the passcode <laughs> and went and see who he was texting. So it wasn't that difficult. She could have easily got the information. <laughs> Women do it every time. Oh, They'd be man. like, is he asleep? Oh. Right in the bathroom with the phone. Like, let me see what these dudes would be talking to. It's, it was very simple. It was, it was very just, simple. I guess it bothered me because she's doing this whole thing there, cuddling, and she's like, she must not have had a, a crappy boy ex boyfriend or something <laughs> like some staring at him. She was kicking it with who had just girlfriend. Staring. I was just like, get to the point. But we, the last thing you have to talk about though, is the B six thirteen and Mama Pope, because with this whole B six thirteen, and this is the thing that I think is truly evident in this episode. Despite all the bad things that Jake has to do as command, B six thirteen is truly here to protect the public like it's mm-hmm. here to protect us i'm saying as if it actually exists but it's here to protect us if it you know what i'm saying yeah so here they are watching mama pope have this bomb open up and olivia you know thinking she's doing the right thing is in the process of shutting down b613 with hucking her associates quinn and charlie are in there you know trying to um go in or at least quinn is and they're all watching this go down and olivia thinks she's doing the right thing oh yeah shut it down and all of a sudden she's celebrating because she shut it down and now they've lost the feed quinn's i don't want to call her a dumbass but she goes barging into the room to try to be the hero and it's just a hot mess like everybody is doing going out of character just doing things they shouldn't be doing but technically i think though if you think about it right before olivia gave the word she looked at david there's a certain semblance of guilt that she has over James. True. Think about it. Because there was a part of her that didn't immediately say yes. So she didn't say yes from her gut. She looked to David, and David said, like, do it. And then she did it. So I'm not I'm not taking accountability away from her, but I think that there's too much that she's done. Like, she's been too dirty that, that there's, there's too much tied into her decision to take down B613. You know what sucks, though? And this is going back a couple of minutes ago when you talked about how, or maybe it's you, Cornelia, one of you talked about how uh, Jake asked her to save him, mm-hmm. bringing him to the light. Mm-hmm. So when he was at the door and he said, um, you know, I asked you to save me, you said no. Why in that moment, since she's already trying to take B613 out, say, listen, listen, boo, this is what I'm trying to do now. You can still come to like, I can still save you. Just help me take down. Why didn't in that moment that she take the opportunity to bring Jake into the loop, save him and also take down B613? 
Because, I mean, for me, we don't know sometimes whether to trust uh, Jake, to think he's creepy, or to think he's this amazing guy. So, mm-hmm. I mean, she kind of just had to ride. I would have just wrote it out. I would have done the same thing. I'm starting to think Jake is amazing. I've seen creepy. Charlie is creepy. Oh, Charlie's <laughs> definitely creepy. Also, yeah, not only is Charlie creepy, I kind of need um, <laughs> Quinn to just <laughs> yeah. kind of, you know, take care of the situation. Bang, bang. No, seriously. He's very, no, but really. Seriously. No, she needs to just take care of the situation. Quinn, Quinn feels, I'm going to use it, this is a crazy analogy, but Quinn gives me the impression like she's in an abusive relationship and she cannot get out. A little bit, yeah. Um, just the way he was, <laughs> yeah, quite, the way he was, <laughs> the way he was questioning her Sorry. about the ex-boyfriends. <laughs> And then when she asked him, well, how many, you know, exes have you had? He said only you. There's just You're some... special. <laughs> yeah. There, there is something, there is something <laughs> creepy about him. And you can tell Quinn, when she was answering the question, she was... She stuttered. She stuttered. She's she's very she's very afraid of him. That well, Quinn has some power in her in her responses because pretty much everybody that I dealt with is dead. So you better watch <laughs> your step, boy. Like yeah. that's why I was yeah. like, oh, he should be scared because yeah. if you told me every dude that you've kicked it with in the past has died, mm-hmm. I'm gonna think you're a black widow. Right. Like I'm like, oh, let me get let me pack my bags, let me get my old apartment back. But no. Charlie is a creep. No, totally. And didn't you guys, this is going to sound weird, but before Huck actually went to Olivia and basically told her she had to go in with his cell phone, I actually thought that Huck was going to try to contact Quinn. Because when they said it, they had to go inside. Mm-hmm. I thought that was going to happen. So Me I was, too. It was... And, I, and I thought Quinn was going to call Olivia when, um, when that whole last... Um, the Mama Pope thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's two things, and then we can close out. I'm sorry, but I was cracking up when uh, Olivia asked Rowan. She was like, just say that you won't hurt the president. And he was like, what do you say? I won't harm a... I won't he touch said, a hair on his head. Yeah, I won't touch a hair on his head. And I said to Cornelia, okay, so he's going to shoot him from a distance. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> my my problem with Papa Pope is he's wearing me out. Every time he speaks, he get, he he. I feel like I'm in church every time. <laughs> he speaks. It's always like this long, drawn-out sermon, and I'll I have a prediction. But well, real quick, I like that there was a mini showdown between Mama and mm-hmm. Papa. I like oh, yeah, that. Yeah. That was to me. She strolled in like nobody was looking for her right? with a fresh blowout again. You yeah. people, you're wanted. She yeah. is really comfortable, and I like the fact yeah. that she really charged him up and challenged. You know her husband. And Who I do you think is quicker or and faster? Right, right. And I don't no, even, not, not, not only that, he reaches uh, baby, something. I love yeah. you. Nice. What are you talking about? I'm your yeah. mama. I love you. She's hilarious. Yeah. You're on the wrong side of this. Is basically what she's saying. And like, she oh, you need to quit your job. Mm-hmm. And she got she got the sip wine because she ain't had wine in 22. And years. then Harrison calls. Oh, you're gonna want to answer that. What? No, she's cold. She's cold. But I still think Jake. Jake is still the cold. My cold piece this episode. Do you? My cold piece is Senator Reston. Mm. Do Do you feel that after what happened to Harrison, it was just like you know he was stabbed. uh, He was uh, poisoned. He's. It was not oh, yeah. really mentioned. It's oh, yeah, it like, wasn't addressed. It wasn't. No, no, he addressed, addressed it. He addressed it at the table with Huck. He was that like, was "Oh, women." And blah was, blah blah. That... Because also at the end of the day, and I think this is going to sound silly. That's normal for them. Yeah. I think we've gotten into this such this this false sense of security with who they are. Mm-hmm. Like 
They are gladiators. And like, you go in and you draw blood every day and you go to battle and you wipe yourself up and you get back up. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm not trying to be funny when I say that. Like, so he got drugged. Somebody like, cares. so what? No, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Like, get back to work, keep it pushing. But to me, the fact, the way that Jake... Not only the way that Jake, but the fact that they're celebrating. What are you celebrating? Just because you took down the network for a second, but the way that Jake barged in, because you, we could feel it. We were like, what's going to happen? And I literally said, someone's going to die. And all of a sudden, for Jake to walk in and literally strangle and hem up Olivia while at the same time pointing a gun at Huck. Like, that, that, that I didn't see coming, even though I felt something was about to happen. I yeah. didn't see yeah. that exact move and I, and I like when that happens. Mm-hmm. Well, overall, I think we enjoyed the episode. Me more towards the end. But um, <laughs> it was a great episode. I love the way the season's going. I'm sad there's only two episodes left. But the oh, preview yeah. looks amazing. Um, let's go into news and gossip. After TV news. So I don't have any news and gossip except that we had a gladiator's birthday oh, this week. <laughs> Sophia. <laughs> Guys, please make sure you tweet Sophia <laughs> right in the YouTube comments, iTunes. So please wish her a very happy birthday. She is in Aries, fire signs. Uh-huh. 25 you years tell. young. Mm-hmm. 25, so throw it up, throw it up. Please shout Sophia out and wish her a very happy birthday. Thank it, you, guys. Thank you very much. Now let's go into our predictions, guys. Your After Buzz TV predictions. Um, So I predict that Quinn is going to go back to OPA. I see that happening very soon. I think Charlie is dead. I think he's a goner. Honestly, it's either going to be by Huck or by Quinn or a collaboration between both of them, which is going to lead her back to OPA. Um, And then, as always, my want. I just want to see really what's going to happen with this bomb thing. Because part of me, when I saw the preview, I'm like, you know, it looks like it's about to get exciting at the same time. I don't want to feel like happy birthday Mr. President again. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like it just mm-hmm. felt like a flashback in a way. Mm-hmm. So I get it, but I just need to see how they play it to make sure it's not I don't know. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I don't really predict anything, but I do want Fitz to lose. <coughs> I want him to lose. He needs to yeah. Ooh. And I want him you do I always keep saying this you don't I don't feel <laughs> like you need you can have or you have to have the president in the office to keep the show going. I don't feel that, that way. Point. So I Whoa. think that he should lose because then that's going to send him on a tizzy. He's going to be a totally different person, grouchy or whatever may come. They'll get to live his life. And then Melly will start to see her go in a different direction, whether she's going to stick by his side or do the po- political thing. But I want him to lose. I don't want him to win. I'm almost speechless. That would be amazing. Right. Whoa, that would be amazing. Oh, my prediction would be either that Olivia will actually have to make a choice between her mom and her dad of actually who to save, and or she will literally have to make a decision between her mom, dad, and Fitz. Because that's where it seems like the new trinity is. And she will literally have to make the decision. There there uh, There has to be a purpose in why Abby was a proxy. So I believe that Leo, David, and Abby, something's going to go wrong with that. Because uh, obviously there's something with Leo and Abby. Uh, Cyrus has been kind of um, Cyrus has been kind of kind of quiet lately, and so I'm wondering if what I'm gonna can you just bring it down just a little bit? Um, there's something going on with Cyrus and he's quiet, so I feel like something's gonna emerge within these next two epi- within these next two episodes. Um, I definitely think something's gonna happen with Quinn and Charlie, but my want is not a prediction. 
I want Papa Pope dead. Oh. I oh, want wow. him, I want him dead because, you know, between Olivia and Pope, they can only be one. Olivia Carrie Washington's the star of the show. Right. And I think he needs to die. He's going to probably get nominated. He's probably going to win the guest at, um, the guest Emmy. I think he needs to die. Okay. I think he needs to die. I loved everybody's predictions tonight. Um, and where can we find you guys on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff? You can find me on uh, social media at Bam Erickson. You can find me on Twitter at Sophia Stanley. At Canelia, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And at Emil Ennis Jr. on everything except YouTube. On YouTube, it's Chasing LA. Guys, it was great as always. Make sure you come back next week. Two episodes left, and then we are done for the season. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Um, But we'll see you guys next week, same time, same place. And make sure you go to iTunes and YouTube. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 